Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Solving the Puzzle with Dr. Datis Karazian, informing you about evidence-based strategies for autoimmune disease, brain health issues, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, gut health problems, and many other chronic health conditions. If you enjoy this podcast, you can find more information on today's episode and other topics at drknews.com. Okay, in this podcast, I really want to talk about thyroid antibody levels and what it really means about your thyroid function. Because one of the things that people are confused with is once they finally figure out that they have Hashimoto's and they're being managed for Hashimoto's, um, they want to get their antibodies checked all the time. And they want to determine if their protocol is working by looking at their antibody counts. So let's talk about antibodies first. Let's talk about what they mean when they go up, when they go down, and also what they don't mean when they go up and down. And, and what's the big picture? And what are the things you need to know about antibodies if you're, if you're measuring them all the time, if you have Hashimoto's? Or should you measure them all the time? And if so, how often? And, and all those little subtleties. So for the most part, when you look at thyroid antibodies, the two main antibodies are TPO antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies. And... Either one of those being elevated indicates that a person may have Hashimoto's. So let's just stick with Hashimoto's for now. We're going to avoid Graves' disease. The only difference between Graves' disease is they have a third antibody called TSH receptor antibodies. And um, uh, with those those autoimmune responses, the autoimmune responses is much, much, much more aggressive. But we're just going to stick with... Hashimoto's, which is your most common cause for being hypothyroid. So once you have hypo, once you have Hashimoto's, you will then have elevated TPO antibodies. Now, the first thing you need to understand about about TPO antibodies is that the antibody themselves isn't directly related to the severity of the disease. So let me explain what I mean. If you have, let's say, TPO antibody, if one person has TPO antibodies of fifty, and another one has a TPO antibody of five hundred and another one has a TPO antibody of 5,000, it doesn't mean the one that has a TPO antibody of 5,000 is worse. As a matter of fact, you could have a person that has a TPO antibody of 5,000, and the person that has TPO antibodies of 50 are actually much, much worse and have greater destruction and inflammation of their thyroid gland. So the thing to understand about the antibodies is that the antibodies themselves don't destroy the thyroid gland. So let me repeat that. The thyroid antibodies themselves don't destroy the thyroid gland. Okay, and what you have to understand about Hashimoto's is that there are B cells involved, which make antibodies, but don't destroy anything. And then there's T cells involved that attack whatever the antibodies are, and they're actually involved with destruction. So when you're looking at the Hashimoto's autoimmune response and you look at antibodies, you have to realize that it's the combination of antibody levels that bind to proteins, like in this scenario, thyroid proteins, TPO. And when they bind to proteins, that signals T cells to come destroy them. But you could have different scenarios. You could have a scenario where you have antibodies that are high, but T cell activity that actually destroys the cell being very low. So even though their antibody count looks really, really high, they don't really have significant destruction. You could have a scenario where antibody counts 
not that high, like 50, but their T cells are so aggressive that there's some degree of massive destruction. So you can't just look at antibodies alone to determine the severity of the disease, right? So let me give you some more examples. So let's say you have a let's say you have a scenario where a person has thyroid antibodies and their TPO antibody levels are 500. And by the way, most labs will have TPO antibodies, anything below, um, well, I should say anything above 35, anything below 45, 50 is considered positive, okay? So let's say we have someone who's got TPO antibodies in the 500 range, so clearly high, right? This is not common, but it does happen. And their antibody counts elevated, it's pretty high, and they also have very aggressive T-cell responses. Their T-cells that destroy tissues are very aggressive. So in that type of clinical scenario, there's going to be massive destruction of the thyroid gland. And it, it could even to the, be to the point where they get Hashimoto's thyroiditis and actually go into an overactive hyperfunctional response. So when people develop Hashimoto's and get into overactive thyroid, that could happen when the B cells are extremely high and the T cells are very, very aggressive. They can actually get into overactive thyroid function, hyperthyroidism, and be very severe. That's an active thyroiditis caused by Hashimoto's. Uh, it's not a common expression of Hashimoto's, but it can happen. But you need both things to take you there. You need the high antibodies and the high T cell response. Let me give you another scenario. You get another person, their antibody counts 500. Their thyroid antibodies are extremely elevated, but their T cells are not functioning very well. Their T cells uh, are not able to destroy much tissue. They're compromised. So with them, even though their antibody counts high, there's minor destruction of the thyroid gland. And, you know, even year to year to year, they don't need to increase the thyroid hormone replacement because even though their antibody counts high, there's not much tissue destruction taking place. Uh, it just looks really bad, but it's, but there's not um, this, this, this compromise of the tissue over time. Then you could have another scenario. Well, let's say you have a person whose antibody count is 60, just a little bit above the lab range. So they don't look like they're that bad, but their T cells are really, really aggressive. And in those cases, you get severe thyroid destruction. And even though their antibody counts are a little bit high, um, their T cell response is so aggressive that they completely fall apart. And when a person doesn't understand that there's both T cells and B cells response, it's very easy to look at, oh my God, this person has antibody of 500 and this person has antibody of 45. So the one 500 has got to be much worse. So the answer to that is not necessarily, it really all depends upon what's happening with your uh, combination of B cell and T cell activity. Let me give you another just random example. Let's say someone has thyroid antibodies of, you know, greater than 10,000. And it does happen. There are some people that have very, very high antibodies. But their immune system is, is their T cells are not responding at all. They have really high regulatory T cell activity. They may not, even though their antibody counts in the 10,000 range, they still may not have many symptoms and not progress far with their thyroid destruction because once again, they're not having this aggressive T cell response. So more aggressive the T cells are, the greater destruction you have, and T cells will bind, T cells will churn on and attack tissue that have antibodies on them. So the combination of antibodies and T cells are really what determines um, the Hashimoto's response. So that's the issue with severity. Now let's talk about, what about for yourself? What about when you check antibody levels? So one of the key things about this is that you can't compare your antibody count to someone else's. For someone else, they could have that TPO 500 and they get it down to 300 or, and that's different than you. Maybe you have an antibody of 50 
and you're you're much worse. So don't compare antibodies from whatever yours are to someone else's because you don't know what's happening with their T cell responses. But studies clearly show that for your for the the individual themselves, without being compared to either one, whatever their baseline antibodies are, it can be used as a way to determine if their autoimmune disease is flaring up more or it's calming down. Okay, so if your antibodies were two hundred and uh, you did something, some intervention happened, and you did another test, and your antibody count from went from two hundred to two thousand, then something triggered your autoimmune response. On the other hand, if your antibody count was 200 and you did something, they went down to 70, then you may have had some beneficial responses. But remember, that's only looking at the B cell response of antibodies, and that's not the whole big. That's not the whole picture. So be very cautious of how you look at antibody levels. So they're not associated with the severity of the disease. However, they can go up when you flare up the autoimmune response. The last thing I want to share with you in this podcast about thyroid antibodies is you got to know what you're, what's realistic. Like don't expect your antibody count to go completely to zero. It can happen with some people, but for the majority of people with Hashimoto's, their antibody count's never going to go down to completely out of range normal. Um, you just see those fluctuations. Because if you expect your antibodies to go completely down to zero, you might be very disappointed, even though you're doing a lot of things that are changing the expression of your autoimmune response overall and you're functioning and feeling better and so forth. So those are the, the main things I wanted to cover with you in this podcast about thyroid antibody levels. If you want to learn more concepts and learn how to develop your own personalized approach to Hashimoto's by understanding all the current literature and how to apply that for yourself, uh, please check out uh, my program called Hashimoto Solving the Puzzle at drknews.com. And thanks for your attention. You can find all of this information and more at drknews.com slash podcast. There you'll find the show notes, readings, and links related to this episode. You can also find Dr. Karazian's blog at drknews.com. The best thing to do is sign up for his weekly newsletter, where he will update you on the latest research and clinical strategies related to chronic and autoimmune health conditions. On social, you can find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest with the username Datis Karazian. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional health care services, including the giving of medical advice. And note, no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to the podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not delay or disregard obtaining medical advice for any medical conditions they have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. To learn more about Dr. Karazian's disclosures and the companies he advises, please visit drknews.com forward slash about.